1: Log Talk Radio.
2: What's up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and you are listening to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations.
1: Transformation Radio. Oh, you will see me thrive. Can write my story.
2: Radio. Have you ever gotten to a place in life where you find yourself asking, what now? That's right. What now? Circumstances and situations have happened. You feel as if you've been hit from the left and the right. You feel as if nothing that you do ends up working out the way that you desire for it to work out and you just don't know what you need to do right now. The reality is we've all been there and sometimes we've been there without the tools, techniques and strategies to help us make effective decisions to produce the future that we desire. You don't have to do this alone anymore. I invite you to listen to my podcast. That's right. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. And I host the What Now podcast. And the What Now podcast is simply conversations that teach us how to effectively face life's most difficult moments. That's right. Life's most difficult difficult moments so if you're interested in hearing the podcast I encourage you to visit my website www.cliftonpettyjohn.com again www.cliftonpettyjohn.com there there's a tab for the podcast and you can pick your favorite platform we're available on multiple platforms so you can pick your favorite platform pick the platform subscribe to the podcast listen 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 comment comment, comment. And share, share, share. All right. So I encourage you again, make sure that you are listening to the What Now podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Transformation Radio. That's right, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, spiritual leader, radio host, and conversationalist. I provide tools and strategies to transition individuals from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. But I'm just excited to have you all back. Listen, you guys, I appreciate all your feedback. I appreciate your support, the love that you show towards the show. You guys are amazing. Without you, as I always say, there would be no show. So I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in on tonight. We have an amazing guest. We're going to get to him briefly. But as I always do, guys, I want to let you know, the phone lines are open throughout the entire show. If you have a question, if you have a comment, you want to call in, you want to join the conversation, you're enjoying the conversation, you just want to let my guest or myself know that you are enjoying the conversation, you are welcome to call in. Matter of fact, we love when you guys call in because this is just not a conversation of one or a conversation of two. This is a conversation of all of us, so we welcome and invite your input. We also want to make sure that we all understand that Transformation Radio is a secured environment or a safe space for everyone from diverse backgrounds, different belief systems, to express how they feel. Now, with that in mind, we're not going to agree with everything that everybody says, but that's okay. We're going to agree to disagree in a respectful manner. And if we can agree to disagree in a respectful manner, that just enhances the conversation, and it helps us create the world for the generations that are that are coming up now and those that are to come to live in that is, you know, more greater for them to live in. So I encourage you to call in. I just want to remind us that we must be respectful of each other. Okay, So here we go. Call in number five, one six, three, eight, seven. 1756 again 516 387 1756. Now one more thing before I get to the guest. Uh we're getting re- getting ready to go into the month of May. May is a time uh that we honor mothers. We want to do that on the show. I have four shows lined up beginning this Friday. One show each week and each week I want to honor A different mother If they're a single mother They don't even have to be a single mother But they are a mother that has made a difference In your life I want you to nominate that mother Even if they may not necessarily be your mother But they've been that motherly figure In your life I want you to nominate them I have something special I want to do for them Uh, You can nominate them at Info That's I-N-F-O At Clifton Pettyjohn. C-L-I-F-T-O-N P-E-T-T-Y-J-O-H-N Dot com I want you to email me there and I want you to Tell me why they are The one that should be selected to be Honored I want you to share a special story Something we can share here on the air And honor them just to Show them that we appreciate Everything that they do I believe We all can express That we would not be who we are Without our mothers you know uh, or Without those that have taken On that role and And Played that motherly role or not just played it But been that motherly role or figure in our lives So let's make this much special guys As I said I partnered With uh, the ministry side of what I do And we have something special For each woman Every week that we honor But we need you to submit those Individuals to us So again info at CliftonPettyJohn.com Okay now here we go Without further ado, we're going to hop right into the conversation. I want everybody to help me welcome to the show. He is an author, y'all. We're going to talk about his books. We're going to talk about a a lot of things. Y'all know how the conversation goes. So I want you to help me welcome Sam Lucci to the show. Sam, how are you, sir? How's it going? I'm good, Kristen. How's it going? Good, good. It's going good, man. Again, I want to thank you for joining us on tonight. I believe that we're going to have a great conversation. I, hopefully some people are calling and join the conversation as well. But if not, I believe that mm-hmm. we're still going to have a great conversation. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Cool, cool. Okay, so I start every interview or every conversation with this same question. And I'm going to start you with the same question as well. And that question is: If you had one superpower, what would that superpower be, and why? Oh, that's a good question.
3: I would say I would love to read minds. You know, just mm. be able to get in someone's head and read their mind and see what what's what. You know, I think that that'll open up a lot of doors for me in the world so yeah I
2: think that would be okay. my superpower just reading people's minds cool 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 and I think that you know being the author that you are because I was looking on your website and I see you write a diverse genre uh, um, of of books so the mind seems to be something that is, is very important to be able to write you know to go into those spaces and write those different genres Yeah, I
3: think it's all about being able to understand people You know, understand what Mm -hmm. drives people What motivates people And I think, you know, at the end of the day We're all just people on this world Trying to find a way through it So any way that I can help express other people And what their mind states are Definitely just drives me And helps motivate me
2: That's what's up Okay, so now we're gonna play a quick game of word association. I only have three words. Sometimes I've I've drawn this game out on the show, but tonight I said no, we're just gonna do three words and get right into the conversation. All right. The first word is life.
1: Uh
3: I would say religion. Okay. Right. I feel like uh We're all put on this earth through God, right? So I think Mm -hmm. life, every time I think of life, I think of my religion and what my religion means to me and, you know, how that's important and why I'm on here and what God's plan is for me at the end of the day.
2: Okay, cool. Then we're going to come right back to that in a minute. All right? The next word Mm -hmm. is writing. 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 I would say passion. Passion right? It's just
3: my passion. It's something that I love doing. I've been writing since I was like 16 years old. So it's just something that I've always been good at, something that I feel like has been a way for me to express myself when, you know, I think growing up in certain ways, you find it hard to express yourself. So writing was definitely a way that I've always been able to express who I am and what I'm about.
2: Now, when you started writing at the age of sixteen, see what this game we kind of spin off into the conversation too, and then go back to words. That's just how it flows here. but, um, when you started writing at the age of sixteen what was what did the writing look like was it uh Did it fit into specific genres or was it poetry, or you were just writing about personal things that you had experienced in life?
3: No, oh, so what it was is i I really enjoyed reading. And I felt like being a gay male, there was a lot of, um, things that I was not seeing reflected in the books that I was reading. You know, I was reading about my mother's books a lot of the times and a lot of times like, I mean, back in the day, she had like one or two Elon Harris books, but that was it. And a lot of the stuff that Mm -hmm. I enjoyed, there were no gay characters back in the day. I don't know if now they have more gay characters. Um, but back in the day, there were no real diverse characters in that way. So I just wanted – I had to create my own, right? I had to create my own universe, my own world. So that's where it came from is me trying to branch out and realize that there's probably other people that are looking for the same thing. So let me start writing. Let me create a website, something that people can go to. So It just kicked off from there, and that's what really just drove me is really being able to express myself. Now, I did start a lot of drama, but I do everything, like you said, all different things. It was really just me finding a way to put a gay character in all different fields and have representation because
2: I didn't see any
3: in the mainstream.
2: And and what I like about what you're saying, you were talking about how you are taking it and putting representation in each field because there are some that can relate to each specific field. And like you said, if there's no representation, then you kind of start to believe, well, maybe I don't belong in this field because there's no representation of me. So that that's just uh, definitely a mm-hmm. great idea that you came up with. Now, when you came up with this idea, uh, did you have somebody that was encouraging you to do it, or this is something that came internally from you and you just branched out and began to do it?
3: It was always internal. Um, It was always me just needing a way to express myself. Um, Okay. Growing up, I was part of a very... um, I would say traditional household, so I had okay. to find a way to express myself. I feel like a lot of people have to find that way to express themselves, right, whether it be through mm-hmm. art, whether it be through music. Right. Mine was just right. always through writing. I had to find a way to to lose myself almost because, you know, I couldn't be myself growing up, so I had to be able to right. be myself
1: in another way,
3: and that way was always communicating through my books and communicating through these stories that I told and I would lose myself in those elaborate stories because I felt like that was a fantasy, right? It was a way to
1: mm-hmm. come
3: out of that shell and live that life that a lot of gay boys growing up wish they lived. Um, they wish right. they could do things like go to prom or they wish they could, you know what I mean? Just do things that normal people do. And a lot of the times because you're in the closet or because you are living a particular lifestyle in a traditional family, um, you don't have the ability to do those things. And it was just easier for me to write about it.
2: So that's how it happened. Cool, cool, cool. Then when did you become comfortable with sharing your writings publicly?
3: So I, I would share it publicly. I had a uh, pen name back in okay. the day, so I never had an issue sharing it publicly. Um, ever okay. since I was 16, 17, uh, there was a website called Nifty okay. that I would go on and start posting my stories and stuff like that. And then it just branched out from that to me starting my own. web posting in one there and building up subscribers, and I was able to get over, like, 2,000 subscribers. So that was just me... Um, Just really being able to, I should have posted it on my website, but just being able for me to express myself to a bunch of different people um, that were like me, that were looking for for reading material but just didn't have a place to go that reflected who they were.
2: Cool. Now, your website you're talking about is the uh, Crush Crown Community, right?
3: Yeah, it's crushcrown.com So crush, C-R-U-S-H-E-D Crown C-R-O-W-N Dot com
2: And yeah, it's just Now you said um, I'm sorry No, you're good, go ahead
3: No, but it's just Like I said, it's just a Subscription based website People can go read as many Of my stories as they want to And then You know, they play, it's $2 a month, right? So it's really nothing, but it's just a way to keep the website going. And, again, it's just a passion of mine. It's a hobby of mine. It's something that I've always enjoyed doing. Um, And it's something that I don't take too seriously, right? I always, I'm a creative person I could come up with a million stories, and that's just what I do. I just use it to kind of express myself and express my creativity. For as long as I'm here, I think that's something that I'm always going to be doing.
2: Cool, cool. Then that leads us to the last word, and then we're going to go right back to the website because I have a couple questions. You mentioned, uh, I think you said you have over 2,000 subscribers. I want to talk about that a little bit. But the last word is creativity.
3: Okay, so creativity, um, I would say essential, right? I Mm -hmm. just read a meme that said uh, that something like a creative adult is a child that never grew up, right? Mm -hmm. So, or never let that child go. I feel like as children, like, I used to play with toys since I was, like, 13 years old, like, which is pretty old, but it's, like, it fed my creativity. It was always building up worlds and building up imagination, and I just feel like we live once, but the more books you read, the more things you can imagine, you can live as many lifetimes as you want, right? It's just really right. experiencing different things through different viewpoints and that's what I always try to do is kind of just be a creative and look at things through different viewpoints.
2: And I like how you talked about that even how you were saying you had played with toys till you were 13 years old. I think that sometimes when we adapt what has become the norm and you know, we stop playing with toys at a younger age, I believe that smothers creativity. And I think that a lot of adults are afraid to express the creative side of them because it just doesn't fit the norm. So that's why I love to talk to creatives because I believe conversations with creatives, when other people hear that, it can begin to remind them and unlock some of the creativity that they they may have put away. Or they may lay in the bed at night and dream about again, but, you know, the pressures of life have made them feel as if, nah, nobody has time to do that. Because so, I think creativity is very important, especially in a term that we have right now, because what has been the norm now has been shaken up in the entire world. And if you're not creative and have the ability to, you know, recreate and, and think beyond the box, then you know you you can. It's easy to get stuck in a rut. Yeah, it's easy. Life is
3: hard, you know. And mm-hmm. if you don't have some sort of outlet, there's like yeah, there's nowhere to go at some point. You know, it's going to be right. some point in your life where it's just like you have to express yourself, and it's either going to come out in your normal life or it's going to come out through your creativity, mm. through your imagination through you losing yourself in music. Some people do music therapy, something like that, but Mm. it's, it's Mm -hmm. therapeutic, you know, um, being able to not live in your world for whether it be a couple minutes or a couple hours, I think that's necessary, right? Because Mm -hmm. honestly, the world can be tough. It's not always ideal. Um, so, being able to step outside of that, whether it be losing yourself again through reading or through Mm -hmm. music, it's able to, you're able to be transported somewhere else mentally, right? Mm -hmm. And I think
2: that's important Mm -hmm. sometimes for being able to just go through your day-to-day moving forward. Awesome, awesome. It's almost like a form of meditation when you really think about it. Yeah. Um, as you were talking about, like, you know, escaping if just but for a minute. Um, and I never looked at it as medita- as a form of meditation before until you just said what you said. So, yeah, I, I, I get that as far as what the, the creative side of things. Has there ever been a time where the creative side of you in the w- reality of the world clashed and you found yourself um not being able to be as creative as you have been in the past or of uh, not allowing your creativity to breed. Yes, absolutely.
3: Like uh, recently, not too long ago, um something mm-hmm. that happened in December. Well, I went through a mm-hmm. depression, right? And okay. I feel like when that kinda happens you lose all sense of um, not just creativity, but all sense of self. Like you start forgetting who you mm-hmm. are, you know, what, yeah. what makes you special and things like that. And when that depression hit, um, I just, I couldn't write because I couldn't,
1: I couldn't, mm-hmm.
3: You. I spent so much time, um, what's the word, just dwelling in life. Right, That you can't imagine anymore Like it, life hits you And mm-hmm. all of you have is anxiety about life And how am I going to yes. go through this How am I going to do that Where you just stop imagining And I i mean that was the first time That happened but I pushed through it um, Because mm-hmm. I felt like If I stop doing this right now I'm never going to pick this back up Or I'm mm. going to You know it's, it's not going to it's gonna be something that I just stopped doing and that's something that I'm right. passionate about so I had to just keep doing it, you know, and sometimes the best way through writers block is sometimes you just put out content that might not be as good and that's mm-hmm. okay. Um can always circle back. You can always you know, and Even to me, I I would say my material around that time wasn't as good, but I was getting a lot of comments. I was getting a lot of likes. So it must have just been me. Um, Mentally, when you're in that mind state, it's just you're somewhere else completely. So you probably think something's not that good. But, you know, the reception was there, so I can't even say that.
2: So then your encouragement would be, I, I like what you said about keep putting out content because I believe I know with um I've battled depression before in the past and it was like, I just wanted to shut everything down. Like it was like, I don't want, right. nothing I put out is good. Nothing, nothing sounds good. Nothing looks good. Nothing feels good. You know, and you just want to stop right then and there. But I like what you said, how you said you kept putting it out, even though you felt as if, it wasn't the greatest, you know, material, or didn't you didn't feel as confident about it uh, per se as you did the other things. You kept putting it out. You have to. So, like sometimes,
3: I don't know what to call it. Whether it be depression, whether you think it's the devil, something comes mm-hmm. into you and it just makes you feel like it's not worth it to keep doing mm-hmm. positive things that you know are positive that you've always done and it tries to make you feel defeated and you just if you stop at that point it's just letting Mm -hmm. that side win
2: you know putting out material
3: even if you don't feel like it's good that's how you get through that you just have to keep going
2: cool 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 now let's talk about the community that you built because you have books galore over there like it's it's not just one book, two books, three books. It's multiple categories of books. What made you decide to do it that route versus the traditional publishing route of all of those books that you have?
3: I started so young that um, Mm -hmm. I just never thought at the age that I started that – That I would just become a published writer Right I thought it was just easier To make a website and now I mean Mm -hmm. I've looked recently Through publishing books Um And it's something that I Still might revisit as far as becoming A published author but Now it's just like I The world is going in a whole different Space a whole different way If that makes sense where I don't think Um it's necessary to publish books. I was putting books online before that became popular, and now it's like everybody's on Kindle and everybody's on WhatPad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of WhatPad,
1: mm-hmm. but everybody's
3: doing that now, but I've been doing mm-hmm. that way back before when everybody was reading paperback books. So I just feel like now it's becoming popular, and um, I mean, again, I still might go the published route, but it's just something that I haven't visited as of yet. Um, I was actually, I self published um, the book that I have now, Mm
1: -hmm. but I
3: was actually going to, I was choosing whether I wanted to self publish it or whether I wanted to go the route of a traditional publisher. And I just chose this route just because I feel like the traditional publisher wasn't really understanding my vision of the book as much.
1: Right. And it
3: was kind of hard mm-hmm. to find someone who, who would understand that, um,
2: someone mm-hmm. that niche to understand the crowd that this needed to go to. Right. And, and I think that, you know, if you're out there listening and you are an author, I hope you hear what he – the last thing he just said – He understood that the vision and the message he was bringing forth with this last book, publishing companies might not would have grabbed that. So he understood that it still needed to be out. So he went the self-publishing routes. A lot of people, you know, are um, opposed to the self-publishing route. I've self-published the book as well. So I actually like that route. I felt the same way about my book. I felt like if I allowed a publisher to get hold of it, it would have changed the whole dynamic of the book. So I refused to do that, and I said I'll just do it myself. So I'm an advocate for self-publishing. So now can we talk about your writing process? Oh, Oh, go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say I talked to someone about, you know, publishing the book, and he was – an older gentleman and he was willing to go ahead and publish it. But he just said he had a lot of, um, he enjoyed the book. He wanted to publish it, but he also, he didn't have any experience in that world. He said specifically explained to me that, um, he had a lot of reservations about black gay Christians or black gay people Mm -hmm. because he was a Christian Mm -hmm. and being Mm -hmm. a Christian, he just wasn't, um, He just wasn't comfortable – he was comfortable publishing the book, but he said it opened up a whole lot of questions for him as far as him trying to understand where I was coming from with a lot of the material that I was coming with. And I feel like maybe that put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth when I was publishing the book. Mm -hmm. Even though he still Mm -hmm. wanted to push forward and publish the book, I kind of said, hold on, you know. I need someone who really understands a vision of what I'm trying to right. say, so I just decided to go this
2: out Cool. definitely understandable now, let's talk about your writing process uh what- what do you do is it do you have a um i would use the word ritual loosely uh is it a set time that you write or is it like ideas come to you at various times of day the day and you just jot them down? How does your writing process go?
3: Um, it's, it's usually on the weekends. Again, I'm a creative, so, and I've been doing this for so long that I can really just come yeah. up with a story right then and there. You know, it's just something that comes right. so naturally for me, storytelling. Um, I feel like I don't have a ritual, but I will always write an outline when I start writing, Um, and it's just a quick outline, like, a like, Chapter 1 through 15, this is what's going to happen, a quick blurb, a quick three or four sentences on what's going to happen in that chapter um, and how that chapter is going to end and then move from there. So it's not really, uh, I'm not as detailed. I don't do intricate outlines mm-hmm. like other writers do. Um, I like right. to kind of let it flow and let let cool. the paper breathe and kind of make sure that as I'm writing, things are making sense um and it's coming naturally so yeah i'm i'm loose with it i'm not really someone who's always trying to be perfect in the writing as well um a lot of my stories are just edited by me on this on my website so mhm but there's so much content right so there's i would average maybe I used to do two books at a time. Now I'm doing one book at a time, but usually I write a book a month and a half and it's out, you know, so it's a lot of content, but I like to make sure that my readers have a lot of material. And, you know, as events are happening, like I might write a book about that. Like I have a book called quarantine day. That's about being quarantined. Right. So that's coming Mm -hmm. out next, next week. So, It's just really just trying to make sure that I have enough content out there for people.
2: Cool, cool, cool. Now, and that's what I wanted to say even about the website is it's a $2 subscription, but it's so much content on the website. Like right now is a great time to subscribe because you're quarantined in. It's a great time to do a lot of reading. Now, I want to get to something you said. I want to go back to the first word and the word association game. When we talked about life, you talked about it being um, the word that came to mind was religion. You started talking about God's plan. What do you believe your purpose in life is?
3: That's a loaded question. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say my purpose in life is to find happiness. Okay. Um. And happiness is fulfilled in multiple ways, right? So happiness is fulfilled yeah. in leaving a legacy on this
1: mm-hmm.
3: earth, whatever that legacy is. For me, it's writing. Um, but I also want to have kids one day. You know, I want to leave a legacy in that mm-hmm. way. I want to leave on this earth somehow. Um, I feel you. But I think besides that, besides leaving something here, you also have to live in the moment. You also have to yeah. live life as though knowing that tomorrow's not promised. You have to live life knowing that I mean God put us here for a reason and he put us here to be able to touch lives or be able to to be righteous in in the decisions that we make. So with me and my faith journey, it's something new to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I won't say new to me because I grew up Christian, but I feel like at some point I turned away from it or not so much turned away from it, but I feel like I was, I would say I was pushed away from it. Um, right. Being Mm -hmm. with my background and recently Mm -hmm. it just last year, I would say it really picked back up. I was able to find God again and, Find my religion again And what that meant to me And it was really powerful when
2: it happened So how did that happen?
3: Um, it happened I would say I was going through probably the worst time Of my life I was going through depression mm-hmm. And um, and I couldn't understand Where the depression was coming from Right, I didn't have a cause Everything in my life was fine I had a good job I had a you know, loving boyfriend that I ended up getting engaged to it was um i was I was happy on paper, but something was missing mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and
3: I didn't know what it was that was missing, and I mm-hmm. just had a depression over me, like I just kept thinking something was missing in my life, and I just remember going to church. I don't know what drove me to church, but I think it was something I just wanted to try. And I feel like once I stepped into church, a lot of that was lifted off of me. Um, Mm. The moment that I entered into church, it just felt like it was lifted off of me. Um, And then a lot of, I would say I started my spiritual, spiritual journey at that moment. I started looking into God a lot more, looking into, you know, not just, Through the Bible but also God through History God through like Finding Mm -hmm. God in the world Right and Mm -hmm. when I Went through that spiritual journey when I started Doing research and maybe started Start to believe more And um, It just got To the point where I just accepted it Right Mm -hmm. and then I Would say I had And this is I don't know People might think I'm weird for this, but I would say I had an encounter mm-hmm. um, where for a while, like, I felt like I was losing it. For It was just a day that I had a little bit of a breakdown, but during that breakdown, I feel like, and again, it was something that I can't really explain, but I felt like I had and understanding of God a little bit more after that. Mm
1: -hmm. And
3: since then, it's just been something that I've always been able to look back on and say, oh, well, maybe God was speaking to me in that moment. Maybe he was trying to talk Mm -hmm. to me. Maybe he was trying to show me something. Because it was Mm -hmm. a breakdown, but I had a lot of... um, visions a lot of clarity a lot of um the whole time i felt like god's presence was on me so it was just something mm-hmm. that i felt like was heavy in my life and something that helped me get through a hard time and now i'm just better man for it
2: awesome awesome it was you had that personal encounter that introduced you to a greater relationship with god that's how i always like to describe it that's what's up And is that what inspired? Yeah, exactly.
3: It was a personal encounter.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I tell people, I don't feel as if we really understand who God is until we have that personal encounter. Like a lot of people, you'll hear them talk about God, and they'll talk about what their pastor said, what their mom said, dad said, grandma said, uncle, best friend, whoever said. But until you have that personal encounter with him, it causes you to be able to communicate him even better, and then yet at the same time still not be able to communicate it because you feel as if you don't even have the words to describe the actual experience that you had with him.
3: Right. It was a strange point in my life. Like, I felt Mm -hmm. like I was going crazy, like, but... Yeah. And after that, like, it just stopped. Like, before that, a lot of weird things were happening. You know, it was just like... Mm -hmm feeling like, like before that I felt like I had a spirit with me. It was something that was always just pushing me to do things or to look things up or to just want to know Mm -hmm. more. And then after I had Mm -hmm. that encounter, it kind of all stopped and it was just like, all right, I'm saved now, you know? So it was just like, all right, Mm -hmm. this is it. This is what it means to be a Christian.
2: I feel you. I feel you. So then, was it that encounter that led to you writing Black, gay, Christian?
3: Yeah, I was thinking about the book before then. I okay. struggled with the book because I didn't want to offend anyone, but I mm-hmm. also knew that, you know, a story needed to be told about how did I stop being a Christian in the first place, right? Um hmm
1: Mm -hmm.
3: What drove me away from that And that's what really made me Write that book because I feel like there are So many black gays Who Who probably would be very open to Religion and being very open To seeking God But the church tells them that There's no space for them Right there's no Mm -hmm. room For Mm -hmm. them and who they are Um or that they have to change who they are um, to be accepted by God.
1: And I feel like
3: that struggle, that struggle, it it does turn people away from God because you sit there and you're like, well, I I can't change who I am. So, I mean, this must not be right. Right. Or I can't change who I am. So, maybe God doesn't love me or whatever reason that people come up to that conclusion. I just felt like they needed to know that other people go through it as well. They needed to know that there are good affirmations in the Bible about love and acceptance and all those good things. And I feel like people needed to be reminded of that. So that's why I wrote the book.
2: Cool. Cool. Okay. Now, what separates your book from other books that are written on the same subject?
3: I would say because so many other books are trying to prove a point. They're trying to say, oh, um this is why the Bible or the Bible doesn't say that being gay is wrong. And there's a lot of books about why the Bible doesn't say the things that people think the Bible says like people think Mm
1: -hmm. you know they
3: call them the clabber passages but Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. there
3: are a bunch of passages in the Bible that people use to make gay people feel like they are going to be condemned and a lot of books are written in response to those and my book touches Mm -hmm. on those passages as well but I wanted to lean more into the affirmative of things. And I wanted to lean more into a positive look on things and try to make it not so negative. When I was writing this book, I was really just trying to be as positive as possible. And it was hard because there's a lot of pain there um, and there's a lot of negativity there. But I was just really trying to make this book not so much bashing um, the church and, um, its views and what people might view, but really just trying to celebrate the diversity that we do see in the Bible and the love that we do see in the Bible and how people can really, gay people specifically, can apply that to variance.
2: Now, what has been the feedback from the book? Have you gotten any feedback from the book? What are people's thoughts on it? Have they read it? you know what what is the feedback that you've received so far
3: yeah i got i've gotten good feedback so far a lot of people mm-hmm. have said that you know i've gotten everything from oh i loved it i definitely think that you touched on all the things and i've gotten some criticism saying that you know maybe i was mm-hmm. a little too hard on the church and maybe that i should have pulled back which is something that i did try to do but i do think um people who are set in their ways and not accepting the things that I wrote in the book to begin with, they're, it's not going to change anyone's mind is what I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to try to change anyone's mind.
2: Absolutely. And I
3: don't think I have the power, any writer has the power to change anyone's mind. Maybe some, some writers, but I I wasn't going in trying to change anyone's mind. My book was really written specifically for gay people, gay young men, gay black men, who are trying to find a way back to God, but everything's negative in that path. And Mm -hmm. I was just trying to give them a path that was not so negative and a path that was a little bit, lighter and with positive affirmations right using the bible because you can use the bible to say anything you wanted to say
2: absolutely absolutely
3: Um, yeah right so you can use the bible to bash people or you can use the bible to uplift people and i just wanted to use it to uplift people
2: Cool, cool. Now, I heard you use the term positive. I hear you hitting a lot of positive and positive affirmations. Why do you believe um, positive affirmations and a positive approach is so important, especially with this subject? It's really important because, first off, the
3: suicide rate for Black gay men is a lot higher than Mm -hmm. other people. It's probably the highest demographic, right? And the reason is Mm -hmm. because we're black and we're gay. And I don't think a lot of people understand that dynamic and that um, that crisis that it causes, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're dealing your whole life with being black, and that's hard enough but you're also dealing with being gay. And that is essentially an entire battle of its own that people have fought for so long. And I feel like because you are this double minority, it's necessary to... make sure that you remove all that negativity, right? Because even in the gay community, Mm -hmm. we hate on ourselves so we're hated by other people. We're hated. We hate on ourselves in the gay community and there's not a lot of positivity out there for young black boys growing up and that's why they end up you know, and this isn't trying statistically on drugs or statistically you know just in situations that they could have avoided, right, whether right. it be the focus on sex or the focus on um, alternative lifestyles. It's easy to find God in other places when when that is taken away from you, when God is taken away from you. And um, I was one of those boys, you know, I used to, spend a lot of time focused on sexuality and focused on how many likes I can get for posting a butt picture or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I feel like maturity takes you out of that, but it's also like realizing that there has to be more and you don't have to be a statistic and there's more positivity. And that's just really where I was headed with this is trying to and uh, not judging anyone or, you know, whatever lifestyle that they live, because I can't judge them at this point because I've done it all,
1: Absolutely.
3: but mm-hmm. offering a alternative and trying to set an example to the next generation that, you know, maybe they can do better. And, you know, I just don't think we are taking that seriously as a community. And I think Mm -hmm. this and being part of the Christian, being part of a Christian community and things like that help the gay community be taken seriously as, you know, that's how the white gay community did it. They definitely, um, they integrated themselves into society. And I feel like we haven't really integrated ourselves in that way yet.
2: Hmm. You bring up a great point there. Now, now let's talk about integrating ourselves into society. Whose responsibility is it for us to integrate ourselves into society? Should society just be seeking after us, or should we be looking for creative ways to integrate ourselves into society?
3: I feel like, it comes with uplifting the dialogue, right? It comes with, Mm -hmm. like, black gay men are not really challenging themselves. Like, I mean, I'll I'll just say it like this, is we spend a lot of our lives focused on things like the club or something like that, you know? And Mm -hmm. instead of forming communities and support groups and things that, our peers in the white gay community have formed, we don't spend that much time doing that. And they're focused on the clubs and things like that too, but I feel like they get out and they mature from that a lot sooner than the black gay community does. The black gay community stays in that mind state for the majority of our lives we're focused on that. And it just comes up with With raising the dialogue, which is why I'm happy that you have this, because it's things like this, like talking and listening to Mm -hmm. people, you know, it's just, it's just an important way to make sure that we're not stuck in a lane, right? We're not a statistic, we're really trying to build community, trying to build faith and trying to do it in a responsible way.
2: Absolutely, and that, that's one of the things that um, when, when this platform was offered to me, that I wanted to make sure that I put people, as I always say, from diverse backgrounds, belief systems, all of those things, but that are changing the game. They cha- they're changing the game, and whatever way they are changing the game, they're changing the game because they had a, I guess you can call it an Oprah aha uh-huh moment, when they realize that there's more to life and more to me than what I have been displaying and what I've allowed myself to be introduced to. So I like what you said right there, because I feel like you were talking about the support groups. I feel like that kind of segues into the mental health side of things. And I feel like in our culture, and I've talked about this on the show before too, that sometimes mental health, is kind of put on the back burner. That's not for our people. That's for weak people. We're stronger than that. We don't need support in that. And the reality is that we're losing people because we're not really putting a focus on that. And I've seen a change in that lately, so I'm glad to see the change that I'm seeing. But as you said, raising this dialogue definitely helps with that type of a situation.
3: Absolutely. And mental health is something that it it'll it'll only as you I think the age that it affects is older men, right? So that's something that again in my community I'm always trying to make awareness of through my writing, through meeting people, through talking to people, is that for some reason as you get older, as whether it be a black male I think it's just for any male mm-hmm. Life is going to Change And that again I, I always kind of go towards like the suicide rate is It's so high for mm-hmm. males After a certain age For some reason And I feel like a lot of it is because They don't have that community They don't have that support system That women do They don't have A lot of males don't go to church as much as women do. So I definitely think that plays a part of it. I think they don't have that um, security in life, right? We just kind of go Mm -hmm. through life just trying to pay bills and that's that be it. Like, we have to find meaning, like you said, purpose. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a lot of times, you know, we're trained from a child, whether it's meant to be done or it's done indirectly, that if you're a male, you don't really connect with your emotions. You don't express Mm -hmm. your feelings. If you start to express your feelings, then you're weak, you know, and that's not what men Mm -hmm. do. So you're just tough and you're just hard. And you carry all of that and it it bottles up and bottles up and bottles up and it becomes either a ticking time bomb or a volcano eventually and you explode or implode, you know. So that's why I said it's just so important that, as you said, the support groups and, you know, having a sense of community and doing the things that you're doing as an author, giving people that sense of belonging because the stories that you're writing – in these different genres, I think it was drama, action, fantasy, sci-fi, uh, historical, and yeah. thriller and mystery. The, those, all of those categories, it gives our culture a sense of belonging, and it introduces us to new cultures. And I, I explain to people the importance of being introduced uh, or becoming more cultured. It, you it changes your whole view of life and and helps you to understand that there is more to life than what you have been uh, afforded or even subject to. So that's why I think, you know, what you are doing is very, very, very important. So now if, you know, um, let's say everybody forgot everything that you said throughout this interview, okay, throughout this conversation, they some kind of way forgot it all as if it's not recorded and they can go back to it. What is one thing that you would want them to take away from everything that you said tonight? I would just say take away that um,
3: that you should always just try to raise a dialogue, that you should always just try to To raise your expectations of what life can be, right? So, and again, Mm -hmm. I found that through my faith um, Mm -hmm. as a black gay Christian, but there's other ways to find it as well. Um, Find -hmm. your meaning, find your purpose, find what you're Mm -hmm. here for, um, and just try to do it in a positive way and just, and again, I don't want to say it like this, but just, don't be a statistic, you know. Just try to, yeah. Try to take to the next level as best as you can.
2: Absolutely, and you know the way that you say it. I heard you say it a couple times. Like, I don't want to say it like this, but there's people that are listening that need to hear it the way that you say it. Um, and that's why I have you know the diverse guests on here is because the way that you say it, somebody will grab it that way. But the way I say it, they may not grab it the way that I say it. So you're on here. They'll Mm -hmm. grab it the way that you say it. They won't misinterpret what you're saying because, you know, there's always going to be some that are going to try to dissect each word that you say, but there are some that they speak your language. You know, you guys are on the same vibration level. So they can hear what you're saying and and take away from it what needs to be taken away from it. So now – On this show, we like to recognize what we call Transforming Transformers, okay? Transforming Transformers are individuals that have been in our lives, that have been our support systems. They have pushed us. They have been the inspiration behind our motivation. Sometimes they're in the background telling us, yo, you can do it. You got this. Don't you give up. I got your back. Mentors, leaders, whoever it is, we like to honor them. So is there anybody that you would like to honor on tonight that has been your support system throughout your journey, throughout your process?
3: I have to. So I would definitely say, you know, my fiance, of course, is definitely someone Mm -hmm. who's always been there. Seven underscore skin guy on Instagram. He's Mm an esthetician, so he's always like just um, finding ways to heal right whether it be healing the skin or just healing me as a yeah, person man. he's always been a support system and then Frank so. is my mentor He I look at him as a father figure and he's okay. always just been there for me as far as just making sure that I've always been taken care of and always you know I, when I was young I, he gave me value when I didn't know what that was, right? When I was 16 years Mm -hmm. old, like trying to um, give you good practices and trying to give you good habits, things like that. So, you know, I want to be where I was if it wasn't for him.
2: That's what's up. That's what's up. So now, listen, I don't know if you noticed it, but we have talked ourselves off the air. I have one more question I'm going to ask you before I let you go. But before I do that, I want to give you time to tell people how to connect with you on your social media platforms as well as to give them information about where they can um, subscribe to your website as well as purchase your book as well.
3: Awesome. So my website is Crushed Crown. so C-R-U-S-H-E-D, C-R-O-W-N.com. Um, That's for all my stories, everything that you want to subscribe to, a lot of books on there. Um, My Instagram is Sam underscore Lucci, L-O-O-C-H-I. So check me out. A link to my book is in the bio of my um,
2: Instagram page. Cool, cool. So listen, this is how in every conversation, all right, I start every conversation the same and I end every conversation the same. And that com- the way that I end it is with this simple question. Sam, who is God to you?
3: God is, I would say, a father, right? Everything that a father does, everything that a father mm. would do, whether it be providing, whether it be teaching, whether it be giving or just even a stern father. He's just a father figure, right? It's just that's Mm -hmm. what he is to me.
2: Cool, cool. The reason why I ask that question is, is because since day one, since I started asking that question, nobody has given the same answer. And the reason why I ask that question is because I want everybody to see just how awesome and amazing God is. And when we have that personal experience with Him, we take away a portion of who He is to us. And when we connect as a community and we communicate who God is individually to each of us, we all are introduced to another dimension of God. So listen i want to thank you for joining us uh joining us on tonight uh and sharing with our listening audience i can't thank you enough for your willingness to freely express yourself listening audience as i said make sure you connect with sam as well as connect with his fiance as he was talking about the healing y'all know how we talk about healing on here so I want to make sure you connect with him, connect with his fiance, keep up with everything that he has going on. Purchase the book. It's on Amazon right now. We're back here again on Friday night. Make sure you tune in. I believe that's at 10 again. You can go to the website, com. scroll down, Transformation Radio, and it's going to give you the information on all of our May shows. Don't forget. Nominate the mothers in your life. Nominate the mothers in your life, guys. You can nominate them by emailing me at info at info at CliftonPettyJob.com. I want to do something special for the mothers, but I need you guys to help me to be able to do that. All right. So, again, guys, as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, Execute your vision Peace Thanks Can you identify any areas in your life Where stagnation is manifesting Now I know some of you might say No I can't Well I want us to look at stagnation For what it really is Some people have identified stagnation As something that's not growing Or that's not producing I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that, yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called from Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right, a free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there, Purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a, a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.
0: So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment and perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, This is why I offer consulting. Here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.